Hello, my name is Sean Schaefer and welcome to the CityWire Wealth Manager podcast. With Amazon's share price up 70% year to date, can the tech juggernaut continue to rise next year? I spoke with Neil Kampling, co-head of the Global Formatic Group at Mirabau Securities, who believes Bezos' firm still has more room to grow. To keep up to date with the latest episodes of our podcast, please click the follow button on Spotify. Obviously, Amazon's stock price has been on such a monumental rise over 2020. Um, but how much further can the stock price move up and, and is it sustainable over 2021? Sure. Well, I mean, actually, the interesting thing is that the stock has done very little uh, since the end of August. Um, there's been, uh, I think, a lot of interest in, in many other areas of the uh, e-commerce market. Um, and in one respect, um, it hasn't performed as well as some of the more, should we say, niche names in, uh, in the e-commerce sector. Um, but certainly, if, if you look at the um, position of the company in terms of the market served, their opportunities, uh, even in really, and I'm surprised in a way to be saying this, um, but valuation relative to many other growth tech stocks is actually looking um, you know, very attractive on that relative basis as well. So, um, you know, when we have companies like Snowflake that trade at 110 times forward sales, um, you know, you've got Amazon trading on less than four times. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose there's, there's some... Not to compare... Yeah, there, there's something underlying Amazon. Clearly, it's making significant sales at the moment. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think we're, one thing you know, to consider is that you know, those, should we say, in, in a, in a low-growth stroke, no-growth world, um, and given the fact that Amazon really uh, is an organic growth company, um, it, you, you don't have lots of revenue-based acquisitions in the company. If you look back over the last decade, um, the company's growth rate um, has always grown in excess of 20% per year, revenue-wise. Um, and uh, that uh, really, in many years, you've also had as much as 40% plus growth as well, which is, to maintain that level of growth is, is quite exceptional and, and I would argue, extremely rare. Yeah, of course. Um, but let's look at what, what perhaps investors should be wary of. You, you're saying, you know, growth rates are between 20 and 40%. I mean, that, that, is that sustainable? And, and what, what should investors be concerned about? I think if you went back um, 10 years ago, you would have had similar concerns, perhaps. Um, but uh, I would argue that if you look at the portfolio of the business today, um, clearly, you have a company um, that has a significant uh, e-commerce um, penetration, but also you have a plethora of other services. You have what they call um, the uh, the ultimate flywheel of the uh, of the prime uh, machine. Um, and if you think in many respects that uh, you're taking money up front a year in advance um, from people. And the, uh, the the willingness to spend on that platform partly comes from that uh, that flywheel effect. Amazon Prime now um, has so many different tentacles, if you like, of, of not just, of course, the next day or the one hour um, delivery, but also in terms of the media offering, uh, in terms of the video, even now moving into things like live sports, and it's re- it's really that kind of network effect. 
uh, that the company has that I think you know, creates a huge amount of loyalty on, those, on that prime membership base. But having said all of that, you know, clearly as we go into 2021, um, and you know, there are various factors at play in the wider marketplace, which obviously could lead to um, volatility. Not least for Amazon, I think, um, that investors need to be wary of, is that we do have limited disclosure from Amazon themselves. Um, if you look at the in, uh, investor and street conference calls that they provide with, provide us with on a quarterly basis, there's a scant amount of real information and depth that we can get, um, get, get our, our hands around, if you like. So what are the costs of um, the licenses for providing live tennis or, or live EPL football, for example? Or uh, what are the, um, how do the margins compare for a, a, a one-hour delivery service in London compared to a one-day delivery service across the UK? Of course, or yeah, somewhere in the depths of the countryside somewhere. It's very somewhere. difficult yeah. to get that kind of data. Yeah, so... so, so uh, you know, I think any investment um, in the company, people need to be uh, need to remember that um, that the information provided is going is going to be limited. Um, clearly, we've had this a lot of talk about this rotation to value, um, and, and will Amazon's stock falter if if that is more long term? I, I think uh, yes. There is that risk that if we do see a sustained um, shift into into value stocks, uh, a shift into cyclical stocks, um, then you would expect um, growth stocks to, uh, to to suffer somewhat in terms of some parts of that rotation. Um, having having said that, um, there are many uh, I think uh, uh, mid cap kind of growth stocks who will get um, a lot harder hit than than say Amazon will. I mean, there are, for as one, one example, if you look at uh, things like the uh, online retail ETFs, uh, yeah, there's a very liquid one called Amplify, um, which has a ticker iBuy, space US. Now, there are 22 companies in the ETF that have risen by triple digits year to date. In fact, um, two of the companies in there uh, have risen by more than 700% year to date. So the point really being is that you know, there's a lot of um, profits in lots of these companies uh, that, that may well see investors um, you know, take profits in. And on a relative basis and relative to other growth companies, I do think Amazon can outperform next year given its, its high growth, given its sustainable business, uh, business model. Uh, and I think um, you know, if investors get more um, understanding of some of the drivers of the business going forward, uh, and I think the uh, the opportunities in things like the corporate services of AWS, then um, I do think um, Amazon can outperform uh, the sector in which it uh, in which it sits. What about antitrust? Can Amazon be burnt by antitrust in twenty twenty one? It's uh, it, it obviously I think um, uh, antitrust is one of the uh, probably the biggest concerns for big cap tech. Absolutely. Um, at the same time, it's a it's a very difficult situation in the U.S. Um, primarily, and the reason I say that is because the U.S. Uh, wants to foster innovation. Um, uh, Amazon is certainly an extremely uh, innovative company, but also it actually is providing uh, the tools for an innovative industry. 
And so by that, what I mean is if you look at the rise of many of the cloud companies, many of the successful uh, tech companies that exist today uh, in the software as a service space, in the cloud vertical, the question to be asked is how have they become successful? And often it's because they've been able to effectively have very low startup costs provided by the fact that you can effectively rent um, IT. You can rent all the things that you need by building out on AWS platforms. So there are certainly concerns on, on antitrust. It's going to be very difficult, I think, to break up the big tech companies or at least... Um, the only thing that will be certain uh, if that path is followed will be to make lawyers extremely rich because it will be probably uh, in the courts for many a year. And I would not expect um, the big tech companies to slow down either uh, their lobbying efforts uh, or their uh, R&D investments into growth and, and new opportunities. And also the U.S. wants to and needs to stay ahead of um, competing technologies, if you like, that are emerging um, from, from out of China. Uh, and we now have um, companies such as Tencent and Alibaba that have the, the scale and the scope of, of the big US companies as well. Obviously, we've, we've got a, a Biden presidency now. Um, does that make much difference? Clearly, when we were having the Democratic race, you know, there were, there were sort of the likes of Elizabeth Warren who were very critical of Amazon. Um, but what's Biden's approach to Amazon? Yeah, I, I think um, it, it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be less aggressive um, for, for sure. And of course, um, we have um, had uh, some quite vocal, um, uh, for want of a better word, spats between the the, the current incumbent president um, and, and uh, the CEO of Amazon. And I think, you know, looking looking forward, that should be um, more conciliatory. Uh, in addition to which. At the end of the day, um, Amazon has been responsible for a significant amount of job creation uh, this year, uh, and those kind of things will uh, you know, will not be will not be forgotten. So, I think that um, uh, you know, areas that President Biden will be looking at um, will certainly be to um, continue uh, the focus on creating jobs and creating uh, inward investment in the U.S. Um, uh, relative to outbound investment, um, and yeah, one of the biggest investors, as I say, in the in, in the U.S. market in that sense, job creation uh, in terms of services that they buy and provide, then I, I don't think that um, Amazon will be as much of a threat as they were previously. Sure. Um, clearly, I, th- I think a lot of the, the growth this year has been been focused on the e-commerce businesses. And everyone's been buying off Amazon and not being able to, to use the high street anywhere in the world. Um, but but what about the the AWS cloud business? We've spoken about that um, already. But how significant is this? And and you know maybe going forward over the next five to ten years, how how core will that be in Amazon's business model? Yeah, I think uh, certainly um, the AWS uh, business itself is is. Yeah, Certainly, providing um, a, a huge uh, amount of um, resources for, for many, um, many, many uh, companies, um, and there's been recently um, some some further survey uh, looked at you know, all of the leading um, hyperscale businesses, of which AWS obviously is, is the largest. Um, there was a, a, an example that showed that, um, that software workloads. 
um, in uh, in the industry that 90% of all cloud-based um, software projects uh, were, were had um, were found on uh, on AWS. Now they can be replicated on on other platforms, but it's just the fact of I think what will happen is you will find yourselves on AWS and perhaps another um, rather than are using alternative platforms to AWS. Now, why? And I think that what you have to remember here is that because there is such a huge scale of the technology platform that they have, because it's very much, much a, um, a, a kind of rental model for, for, for anyone, whether you are a mom and pop um, business uh, or an entrepreneur or a very large corporation, it's a very um, quick uh, um, ability to scale on the platform. It's rapid time to value. It's a very short payback period and very positive ROI for anyone that wants to, to use that, that, that platform. Um, and it's clearly uh, their, their technology that they have um, is showing no signs of slowing. And that can be shown um, by the fact that um, in 2020, uh, the number of um, projects uh, on the AWS platform have grown um, by 50% year on year. Um, and what, what kind of margins are we talking on AWS v e-commerce or, or Amazon Prime streaming, for example? How, how does that how does that compare? Yeah, well, I, I think um, uh, if you looked at um, the, the, the business units, then the uh, streaming business certainly um, would be a, a, kind of a negative loss leader um, because of the uh, the cost. For one thing, the cost of content. Um, it's certainly in in terms of using that as as an additional uh, traction point, if you like, of that. But um, if you look at the um, the AWS business, it is uh, it is highly profitable. Um, I think we have got. Let's just have a quick look here on the AWS business. The gap operating income margins. Um, are let me just check the number for you. Um, they are at a thirty uh, percent um, operating margin. So that compares to now they only they only provide um, operating income margins by North America, international, and AWS, and the, the vast. Majority of the uh, of the other businesses clearly are based around the, the e-commerce business, and so um, the U.S. margins are um, 3.8 percent. The international margins are 1.6%. Obviously, the U.S. is at much greater scale uh, in terms of the way it's been built built out, but yeah, AWS is highly highly profitable. Uh, it helps obviously to fund. Um, the other businesses, but if you look at it on an operating income uh, level, then Amazon Web Services makes more operating income than the other businesses combined. Uh, it is one way of looking at it. Uh, whereas, obviously, on the, so it's on sort the, of the, the revenue s- side, the stealthy winner, uh, really. It, in the, in it's the, very different. Yeah. Okay. So, on, sorry, on the revenue side, yeah. it's, it's very different. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, to give you to give you an example, um, uh, as far as you know, if you're looking at a, a quarterly um, uh, on a quarterly basis, uh, you basically have in the last quarter um, you had North America, since so you're basically the, the the online store doing 59 billion dollars of revenue 
the international did $25 billion of revenue and AWS did $11.6 billion of revenue. So um, you, you can see it kind of flips on its head some, somewhat. You're obviously pretty positive um, as a house on Amazon. Um, what would topple that view? Um, well, I think uh, for, for one thing, if the pioneer was no longer at the company for some unfore- unforeseen reason, um, I, 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 the visionary um, is extremely important to the strategy. Um, I, uh, yeah. So far, um, some of the bets on other things uh, have paid off, and some haven't. Um, so I think you know, one thing, you know, if there was a sudden change to, um, you know, to, to shift huge amounts of uh, focus onto a uh, onto a new uh, business would be would be a concern. But so far, um, in terms of the areas that they have been involved in, um, yeah, they've done a, a very good job, I think. Uh, of that, so such things as Twitch, for example, have been a, 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 an absolute success um, on the gaming side. Although their actual uh, attempt to produce first-party games has been um, very unsuccessful, um, I, I would be concerned perhaps if Amazon decided to aggressively go after franchise rights in, in, in sports broadcasting. Um, but what they have done so far is enough, I think, to to show a different offering compared to Netflix, uh, for example. Um, so I think uh, you know, if, there was a, if there was a sudden left-field large acquisition, that would be a cause of concern, uh, or a sudden unexpected deceleration uh, of growth, or of actually of service reputation. Um, you know, the very focus of you know, the, um, the consumer, the customer um, being right and coming first, the efficiency of the platform, I think, is, uh, is essential. Um, and some of the new te- newer technologies, such as Alexa, I think could prove to be uh, are, are proving to be absolute um, absolute genius. Well, Neil, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it.